The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 163, recorded November 8th, 2023. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the KyberCast team. Joining me today and always is... Kaiser Soze. Kaiser Soze. What's up, Yes. <laughs> what up, Joe? How you doing? Welcome to Decision Night 2022 midterm election. <laughs> you know what? I am intentionally... So, yes, you're right. It's Decision Night. And I know the polls are just closing and have been closing in the last hour or so. I made a conscious decision to stay away from the TV. Yeah, we, we've done the same here. I just, I don't, I have enough anxiety as it is. Right, right. I mean, it's, right. I voted. It, my part is done. It's now everyone else is doing their thing. It's not going to change if I worry about it tonight. Or I hear about it in the morning or later tonight. I don't know. Yeah, nothing's going to change. It's done. It's, <laughs> it's done. I mean, it's done. Whatever it is, it is. So. But there's plenty of things that have changed since the last time we recorded. It's a, we're a little bit late. Um, I had things going on last week. Uh, part of it, Michael can see, because that's part of the stuff I had to get done. Because <laughs> we were gone last weekend. So, uh, Well, I know we, our viewers can't see this, but is that no. the R2 unit you built behind you? Uh, a friend gave me those those R two units. I like couple, the black one. A couple of haircuts. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, got some stuff in the background. It's almost it's almost real now. Almost Look at real. You. You're a real boy. I am. Uh, a lot of news though. A lot of news this week. Well, do you want to start off? Because I think the first one's near and dear to your heart. Well, I don't know if it's near and dear to my heart. I know Michelle loves it. I like the show a lot. The comics are good. Uh, but it looks like Sandman's getting a second season. Is that what you're talking about? That is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm excited. Did you watch it? You haven't watched it yet, have you? I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. I, I need more hours in the day, Joe. Yeah, well, don't play pickleball. Do what you're well, supposed I, to do for the show. <laughs> well, I also not to be I, I also need to not be disgustingly fat. So that's yeah. why pickleball happens. No, that's right. I, I need to get my ass in gear. But anyways, it's uh, I'm I'm super excited. I'm glad they, they kept it going. I thought it was a very good, very good show. Uh, I think that it's a smart move. It's something Netflix can own. It's a Marvel property, is it not? No, DC. Or DC property, sorry. So, I mean, they have some... Uh, I'm surprised it's not on HBO Max, but that's the way deals work. They, they're spending the money. So, good for them. It's well acted. It's an interesting show. I've heard nothing but good things. You know what? I I need to watch it. I'll watch it right after Daredevil season two. That's right. <laughs> three. Season three. Sorry, season three. I, I ruined my own joke. You did. Well, the next one is your favorite. <laughs> you act like I'm the biggest Avatar fan ever. You are. I'm not. I just liked it more than you did. That's all. But. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. To cover that, yes, uh, Avatar The Way of Water, 
the full trailer released. It looks like Avatar. I mean, I don't know what to say. I don't even know if it looks like Avatar, Michael. It looks like a cutscene still. <laughs> From like a video game? Yeah, there's not. I, let me ask you a question. If Avatar was released only as a streaming show, the first one, would it be good? I don't know. It I wouldn't. Don't know. You wouldn't because it's the experience that made that movie great. Oh, I, I don't disagree. That's a large part of it. I mean. How many times have you watched Avatar? You have it on Blu-ray probably. I do. I do. Okay, how, many, how many times have you watched it on TV? On TV? Never. Right. Why? If it's so great and you and people love it and people are screaming for sequels, why is it I can watch a movie that I've seen in 1977 meant for the big screen on and still enjoy it? But well, not the movie. If it's – well, the thing is – it has to be seen, at the very least, in HD, if not 4K. So, okay. the handful of times I've watched it, it's I'd have to actually sit down and throw the disc in. Which, I admit, I watch a lot more YouTube than I do. You can watch nowadays. it on Disney Plus right now. I think it's on Disney Plus. Is it not? Oh, right, you know, I didn't even thought of that. I haven't even looked. Uh, maybe I will watch it then. It's just not as good on screen. It's just not because the experience isn't there, which means the yeah, story's not there. Part of it is, yes, it was filmed for IMAX and in 3D. When I saw it, it blew my mind. It's without a massive television, because the biggest I have is 55-inch, which 15 years ago was a huge TV, but now it's just like, eh, it's a TV. Right. It's mid-size now. Um, and I don't have... I don't have well, I think I do have 4K downstairs now. So I guess I can watch it there. But I don't know that I can watch it in 4K because I don't know if Disney offers it in 4K or if my internet's good enough. Yeah, Long no. story short, I need I need to have won the Mega Millions or the Powerball, and I didn't. So I can build a home theater so I can watch everything in 8K or higher. But to your point... No, it's not. It's not Star Wars. It's it's a single movie, so I think I think this is going to be a challenge. Had Cameron made another movie sooner, he may have been able to jump back onto that zeitgeist. Well, Waiting ten this, years is not a good idea. No, but is this does this preview look like you just are? I I I must see. Right away, first day. No. It doesn't. Because they show so little. There's a couple fleeting action scenes. It looks it like two minute, time, it, was a, it was a two-minute preview. Yeah. It's long. It is. But most of it was just the Navi and water and whales and fish. All very cool. It looks very neat. Um, I mean... I'm sure if I went and saw it in the theater in IMAX in 3D, like it's intended, it will blow me away because, I mean, one of the scenes from the original Avatar, when they go, I forget what those creatures are called, but basically the dragons they jump on and they got to find one when it looks at you and wants to kill you and you're going to bond with it and all that. It looked so real or maybe even hyper real when I saw it on the screen. So I'm sure there's going to be more of that here. I mean, technology advanced has advanced 10 years. But again, 
it's been 10 years. People that were blown away by it, you know, in their teens and early 20s are now in their mid to late 20s or 30s. Are they still going to want to watch it? I don't know. I, I, look, it's going to do well the first weekend. It, 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 it may even break some records. But I don't think this is going to be a good movie. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. Everybody know. knows my thoughts. Everybody knows my thoughts. I think it just looks terrible. The preview looks horrible. It looks like a bunch of cut scenes cut together. Um, they didn't really get into the story a little bit. Well, I almost wonder if Cameron did that because he's hiding what the story is. I don't think you need to, but maybe it's possible. All I got to say is in the last 20, 25 years, don't bet against Cameron. I get it. I totally get it. What I'm betting against right now is their marketing team is not doing a good job. I don't disagree with that because you should see it everywhere. I mean, there should be freaking Avatar Happy Meals it's, everywhere. It's, and a, all that kind it's of in stuff. a month. It's in a month, right? I mean, I know they're putting yeah. all their chips in. They, they don't want to take anything from Black Panther coming out or Wakanda Forever coming out. But still, if you want to hype this thing and like, I, I don't, I think telling a little bit about the story is not a bad idea because right now it's, it's about water. Okay. Well, you've done that how many times, Cameron? I mean, the abyss and everything else. Like, okay, we get it. You so love the water. ocean. We get it. We totally get it. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm 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 the old man yelling at the sky right now. I just don't think it looks that good. I think people are telling themselves it looks good because they're Avatar fans, and that's fine. Just like I do it with Star Wars, and I get it. I, I get that side of it. But that preview doesn't look good. It looks it looks like bad digital cutscenes. Well. And the other thing with Cameron is he likes to repeat himself. Right. I mean, Terminator 2 was just Terminator to the next level. Right? Oh, done you guys well. like it. Right, it was done well. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but you're like, oh, you guys like Terminator? How about if there's two Terminators? Yeah, better special effects. It was great. Yeah. But, but he still has story there. He's good. At, I mean, he's, just, he's good at the human emotion of stories. I'll give, I mean, like you said, don't bet against him. But people do have stinkers once in a while. And if he hasn't had one, he might be due. <laughs> Law of averages. Well, true. And also, I did read a recent interview where he kind of hedged his bets a little bit. Because remember, it was supposed to be five films, right? <laughs> yeah. Originally, it was supposed to be five. Now he's already saying, if this one, t- if this one takes a shit, I'm not interested. I'm not going to make any more. Oh, did he? Yeah. Not in so many words, but he basically said that. So there's something wrong with this movie. I'm wondering. There's something wrong with this movie if he said that. Because if you if you believe in it, you would never say that. Here's the thing. I think people out. I think if this movie was bad, Disney would be hyping it more to try and get as much as they could that first weekend. Maybe. Because that's what Sony did with Godzilla when it came out 20 years ago. God, that movie right. was fucking terrible. Right. And they hyped the hell out of it, knowing that, knowing full well they had this giant steaming turd of a movie because that was the only way they were going to make any money is that first weekend. Right, right. So we'll see. But you make a good point. I think you already alluded to it. Marvel, well, DC doesn't want to step on Black Panther, which opens this weekend. Right. Which, I don't know if I'll see it Friday. I definitely can't go see it Saturday. I'm going to go to the MSU game. So, I might see it Sunday, but you had mentioned you're going to be out of town, and then maybe we could go see it together on Monday? 
Maybe. I'll see how I am and if, if Michelle's up for it and everything. But yeah, I'd like to. We shall see. We shall see. I'm excited for it. I mean, that leads us right into our next, obviously, our next topic, which is um, Wakanda Forever. Uh, there's reviews out there. I haven't read any of them. I know that the, the embargo's uh, been lifted. Uh, I have not checked anything. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to get good reviews. Um, you know, but uh, I don't know. Looks like under Rotten Tomatoes, it's 88% from the the uh, critics. So, Oh, that's actually dropped. It was 91 earlier today. Yeah. I think, you know, I think it's going to be a good movie. I'm sure... Um, you know, there's a, there's a couple bad ones in here that people are writing, but uh, I don't think it's going to be a bad movie. It's, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see if they can, I mean, I loved the first one. I thought it was amazing. Oh, absolutely. I, it was, it, I think it's one of the best, if not the best Marvel film. I, I think it's got a tough spot. You know, they're going to compare it to the first movie and you don't have Black Panther in it. That's what I'm saying. This is where it's yeah. going to be hard. If they can make this movie, you know, nearly as good without Black Panther in it, well, not without, you know, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, right. Well, and Black Panther. There's no Black Panther in this. Oh, there's going to be a Black Panther in this. There's going to be somebody in the costume, but I don't think it's going to end up being a Black Panther. I well, think there'll we'll be, be a couple. We'll see. Fair enough. Fair enough. But. Yeah, if they can come close to that first film with this one without Chadwick, I that's a hundred percent win right there if they can do that. Yeah, so some people are saying it's a, it's too long, um, but overall, eighty eight percent is still good. That's a good, yeah, that's a good number. So I'm looking forward to it as the world is. I think it's going to make a ton of money. That doesn't matter though, but um, looks good. Uh, okay, what about the next piece of news? Well, it's GR Comic-Con this weekend, which you're going to be out of town for a different convention. Do you want right. to pimp your product, even though it's... Pimp your product, Joe. Plug your, plug away. Well, I you know, I try to keep that separate here, uh, but we do have a... Uh, friends of mine have a chocolate company called Sweet Steam. You can go to sweetsteam.com, and uh, we make a bunch of different kind of chocolates. One of my favorite is the Roustabout Root Beer Bar. But we're going to a convention called TeslaCon this weekend, and we, it's one of our biggest conventions to sell our chocolate. I am one of – it's one I only go to, but uh, the other partners go to a lot of them, and they work very hard throughout the year. So it's my turn to give back and bust my ass for a weekend and try to sell some chocolate to keep our company going. Um, so, yeah, if you want to check out SweetsTeam.com, that would be cool. But I uh, didn't mean to make a plug, but Michael forced me. Well, I will say this, and I am not paid, and Joe doesn't know I'm doing this. I've had the chocolate, and it's fucking good. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I say that if if it was shit, I wouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> 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 but no, it's, it's really, really good. Uh, thanks. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we uh, so we will not have a table. Also, well, we had looked into it, but apparently we looked too late. And right. all the tables were gone, Every, even Artist Alley. Well, that's good. That'll be a good show then. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. Are you are you going Sunday? I think that's our plan. Uh, I did get press passes, so I think oh, Shirley good. and I might stop by. Oh, good, good. Is there anybody time. anybody uh, there that's worth seeing? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of great people. I'm, I'm checking out the website now. Uh, are is there anybody in particular that you want to see a panel or anything? Or are you just kind of kind of go and see what uh, what goes down? 
I'm just gonna kind of wander about. I, there are some cool, uh, you know, comic book people there there that are attending that I, I might go see their stuff, but nothing like a few years ago when I saw Mike Zek and spent boatloads of money and had him sign a bunch of stuff because he, damn, he does amazing Punisher covers. <laughs> Uh, that's him trying to see if there's any guests here. I'm trying to figure it out there on their website. They could probably do a bit better in there. And who's coming? Uh, there's tons of guests. I mean, it's a, it's a comic con. You'll see, you know, all these genre actors and voice actors and blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure there's something that have jumped out to our listeners and they're like, Oh yeah, I got to see that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll check some more, but. I just I like to go just kind of experience it, just walk around, see all the geeks, and then buy way too much shit that I don't need. Gotcha. <laughs> Looks like there's a lot of Friday the Thirteenth people there. I saw that. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you got. I'm just looking. If, I'm gonna want to plug the show because we're what 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 matters to us is we're a local podcast, and we we really wanted to be the podcast here of Grand Rapids. Um, and Jer Comic Con is always, always fun, uh, but I wanted to see who was there. They have a lot of voice actors and, and things like that. Uh, we have the gentleman that played Herman Munster from the new Munsters movie, Jeff Daniel Phillips. He's there. It's kind of weird though when someone like that shows up before the movie comes out. So it's like, is there? It's out. Munsters is coming on. The film already came out. Yeah, it was on Netflix. It's on Netflix for Halloween. It's been out for a while. I watched it. Oh. I thought it was going to the theater. I totally missed it. I didn't even see it. <laughs> no, it was a direct to Netflix. Uh, so, yeah. Was it good? It was okay. Okay. It had some problems, but, you know, it is what it is. It's not groundbreaking. Um, so, yeah. And let's check out the comic guests as I've been here. Michael would probably know these people. Uh, John Gang. I don't know who that is. Stuart Sager. Walking Dead people. Yeah, some Marvel. Leo Liebelman. Uh, I don't know. Michael might know all these people. I don't know any of the comic people. I haven't recognized the name yet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, get out to uh, uh, Grand Rapids Comic Con November 11th through 13th. at. If you're in Grand Rapids, it's at the DeVos place. So check it out, grcomiccon.com. And they're not plugging us, so they're not paying us, but we would like to support local things. All right, you had something else here, Michael, right after that. Well, as we all know, James Gunn is now half of the CEO chair, whatever, of DC Films. And he's kind of more... News, I don't think we... Oh, we did talk about that last time. We did did. talk about that, yes. Um, But he's more of the public face of it. I mean, Peter Safran, yeah, he's also the other half of that. But let's face it, James Gunn has a pretty good social media presence. He likes to get on Twitter. He likes to, you know, throw out sound bites. So now that he's there, you know, people are clamoring, is the Snyderverse back? Kind of feels like the Snyderverse is back. I'm not sure, though. Um, but the big thing is people are clamoring for, okay, uh, Legends of Tomorrow was canceled, and a lot of people are very passionate about that show. They started petitioning, done. Are you going to bring it back? Uh, same with um, people who want the Suicide Squad air cut. Because, I'm sorry, Ayers, because, you know, Ayers has mentioned yet again in the last few weeks, the cut I turned in was nothing like what was released. Hmm. It's, uh, his is a lot darker and 
now people want the orders cut. So people are like, hey, James Gunn, now that you have the power, are you going to do this stuff? And he didn't necessarily say no, but he did very much kind of sidestep things and just kind of focus on the future. Yeah, we're looking forward at the moment for the DCU. So, again, didn't say no, but he definitely didn't say yes. So, Interesting. Yeah, we'll see where this takes us. Well, speaking of the future, it's our last piece of news. Uh, if you look it up, there's a rumor that, well, the, the, this, the, the end of result of this is a rumor, but the truth of it is that th- there was a sighting of Steven Spielberg meeting with uh, – Zasloff and Saffron at a restaurant or something talking. And the rumor is that they got Spielberg to maybe man or direct Man of Steel 2. That would be a that would be a coup. God damn it, that would be good, wouldn't it? I, I you know what I, I thought about it. I'm like, it would be cool to have Spielberg do something like this because it's kind of like he's done a lot of great movies. I mean, obviously he's one of the best directors. Um He's done a lot of, I think, what, personal endeavors lately. Um, but he hasn't done anything ET-ish or anything like kids or, or fantasy in a long time. I guess I guess you could say Ready Player One. But this is different. I feel like he could really do something with this if he did it. I feel like yeah. it'd be a really good book, bookend to some of his work. Doing freaking Superman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he was making great movies when Donner version came out. I mean, he was coming off of Jaws and and close of close encounters around that time. I think. Oh yeah. So it'd be. I would love a Spielberg take on on Superman. We know Henry Cavill's back. God, that would that sounds almost too good. But I almost wonder. This is not a diss on Spielberg. In any way, shape, or form. I liked Ready Player One. But it wasn't. It's not top tier Spielberg. I like no, it. no, agreed, one hundred percent. It's like a B. I would give it a grade B. I would. I just think Spielberg. He's not the Spielberg of the eighties and early nineties anymore. Again, I'm not trying to diss him. I'm just saying his. He's become. This sounds. I don't know. Well, he's, I don't know. I watched. Did you watch West Side Story? Tour? I think. Did you watch West Side Story? I didn't. Okay, I'm not a musical guy. But that is probably one of the best shot movies I've ever seen. Like there is some great camera, like there's some great stuff in that movie, which is obviously Spielberg, and it's it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And I don't like musicals; it's not my forte. But I wanted to see it. Um, yeah, I thought they did a great job. It was very Spielberg. It was very good, like top notch Spielberg. So really? I, I think it's in there. I I would love him to do Superman just to bring maybe it would just put him in a different world like in a different sense again like it's almost like wonder again and i would love to see his take well we want schneider to do it well i don't think schneider's involved i mean james gunn now is part of that i don't think gunn would do it but they're running dc i understand and they could i mean they could bring in whoever they want but oh i did hear that uh what's his face um oh god i can't remember his name uh, nolan because he's one of the executive producers of Man of Steel, right? And Man of Steel, so I had heard that Nolan was also in that meeting. Yeah, that's that's what really solidified things. Like they thinking it's a Superman. Why would you have these three people there or four right. together? I would love you, to see Spielberg do Man of Steel too. I would love that. I think it'd be sweet. I think it would be really really cool. Well, I just think he gets the idea on the heart of Superman better than anyone. I think he, he could. could do it. 
I think he could too. And also, I I see Spielberg using a colorful palette, whereas, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Man of Steel. It's a fantastic sci-fi film. It's not a Superman movie. And the color palette is so gray and dark. Yeah, it was very, well, that was what Schneider was looking for, right? That's, that's, that's fine. That's his style. But have, have you ever seen any of the YouTube clips where someone went through and like recolored some of the scenes from Man of Steel, but made them more vibrant and red and blue? Like, yes, that's how Superman should look. I think he had a plan for Superman. I think that that first movie was basically, I call this the, 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 the new James Bond way of doing things. Like I thought the first movie, Man of Steel, he's actually not quite Superman yet. He doesn't know who he is. He's an alien. And, and, then, he, and then he gets into this and then he dies, right? Then he comes back and he's a different, he, he realizes some different things. He's an earthling now and he's, and, and maybe it would go more a positive route or afterwards. You know, I think yeah. they had that plan where it's a little more, I think, I think there was something there. Maybe I could be wrong. I could be reading more into it, but. Well, let's just let's acknowledge the fact that killing Superman in the second film he's in is stupid. So, oh, very. You can't. I mean, that's like a that's like you know phase three or four if you're getting into DC. Yeah, like you I have to have him stay dead for a while so that way it actually means something. Or 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 get it to the point where people really love him because it, it they, they didn't know what he was after Man of Steel, right? He didn't have he hasn't saved the world fifty times yet. <laughs> right. You know, so that yeah, that there's a lot of mess to that, but that's you know neither here nor there. I I think it would be great. Spielberg would be amazing. Agreed. All right. Why don't we get into our geeks this week? People probably know mine, and <laughs> but uh, why don't you give it a shot there, Michael? Well, I finished Heat two. I actually finished it last week, early last week. I don't know. I was just reading it one night, and before I knew it, it was two thirty in the morning. Can I could because I couldn't stop reading it. The last like hundred pages, I just plowed through it, and it was absolutely fantastic. If you're a fan of the movie Heat, and you've wanted a sequel and a prequel, read the book. Michael Mann says he intends to make it into a film, but it is it's so good. It's just so good. All right. Well, mine, mine's going to be the same for a while because <laughs> I'm reading yeah, yeah. Lord of the I'm reading Lord of the Rings. I was doing really well, but this week got really busy, and so I haven't read much this week. But I, I mean, I did read some uh, like Sunday morning, so that counts as this week. But I'm way behind in my my reading scope. But I'm definitely enjoying the book. So how many pages are you in? I don't even know. It's Kindle. It's like oh. percentage. So you can tap the corner and tell you what page you're on. Nah, percentage is fine. I don't want to know. Okay, what percentage you had approximately? I think 15%, something like that. <laughs> You've got a lot more to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm a slow reader. I'm not, I'm not That's fine. Bad. You know, it's funny because with the Kindle, I will reserve books, e-books, when they're in, you know, because sometimes the library system only has like one or two copies and there's a whole huge hold. And I just keep reserving books they want to read. And then they always come at the same time. So... Gotta pick literally, one. literally this week, uh, the book Armor, which is a sci-fi novel that I've been wanting to read, came up. Hey, Michael, this is available for you to check out. So I checked it out. The very next day, Michael, uh, the new, the you know, the Hunger Games prequel. I forget what it's called, Song of Bird of Snakes or whatever it's called. It's available, and you have you have like two days to accept it. Otherwise, it goes back in the pool. So I was like, 
Well, I guess I read that book now too. Oh, they're trying to bring that franchise back. Oh yeah, the book actually came out just over a year ago. Um, and they're already filming the movie. It's a prequel. Gotcha. Okay, I did one other geek this week, if you want to call it. It's not really in our genre, but I did watch uh, Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story. How was that? Fucking hilarious. It's so stupid. I need to watch it because he did a parody. It's a parody of, of every. Movies, it's, right? it's really dumb, like Naked Gun dumb, but funny. Like, I just, I just, it's just like, know that. Like, this is not serious, uh, but it's, it, it shouldn't be. Um, I think it's great. It, it, it is. It's just a super, super small movie, but really well done. Um, Daniel Radcliffe is amazing. Uh, I need it's to just, see it, that. It's, it's absurd. It's it's absurd, but it, people should watch it. It's it's fun. Very funny. Uh, so there you go. So this is the the time we normally do a Patreon ad. And and, and certainly you can go to our patreon.com slash cobracast and uh Help out, help us out if you'd like to give us something in the tip jar. But I want to talk about something today. It's a little bit different. I haven't really talked about this with Michael. I don't know if people understand the state of podcasts uh, that's out there. I listen to a couple other shows, a lot of tech shows. Um, and right now, I, I say this uh, to all the fans out there, like podcasting is in a funny spot. There's big companies gobbling up other companies and getting, you know, exclusive rights like Amazon Prime, things like this. Like you can now, if you pay for Prime, you can get podcasts without advertising and all this stuff. And they're pulling podcasts in. Spotify is doing the same thing. What I'm getting at is the state of RSS is 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 going to be interesting. And I don't know what's going to do. But for a podcast like Michael and I, that means we're going to be pushed out. Um, we have no network or affiliate that's going to help us get somewhere else. So if, if these networks decide not to follow RSS feeds, then I have no idea how Michael and I will get to you guys down in the future. Uh, so what I'm asking is the best way to help this podcast. And we'll say it again later is actually just tell your friends and subscribe uh, to boost those RSS numbers, because that's, that's, the only way a small podcast will live on conglomerates are getting bigger and, and shows like ours, not just ours, any small podcast that you listen to tell your friends about that because RSS is in trouble. Uh, it's, it, if you don't understand that it's basically a feed that leads to our server, uh, that hosts our show that you can listen to on a podcast player. But if you start listening only on like an Amazon or even Apple podcasts or Spotify only, they're going to start pulling in their own shows and excluding others uh, to sell advertisement and make money. Um, so all the little hobby type places like Michael and I were just going to be pushed aside. And I'm, I don't know down the future if actually if they'll just cut RSS feeds or whatever, then we're basically nowhere. We're not we're not doing it anymore. There's no more Kybercast. So take a look at it. Help smaller podcasts out and uh, just keep that in mind. So tell friends about the show. I don't know if you do that or not, Michael. Well, yes and no, but I've been hearing about the demise of RSS feeds for 15 years now. So I, I, I agree with you exactly what you're saying. You are right. All the big, all the major entertainment entertainment conglomerates are buying up podcasts and making them like either exclusive or, like you said, uh, if you listen to Amazon Prime, you don't have to listen to ads anymore. They're carving all these little niche markets. And while taking these niche markets and making them in 
to these packages. Yeah, and it does make it harder for little guys like us. We don't have, like you said, a network behind us. So if Amazon stops taking, you know, stops uh, taking out the feed, yeah, we won't be on Amazon anymore. If Google right. does that, I mean, it all depends. And then there's, there's probably always going to be some small app or some thing that would still take the feeds, but it greatly reduces our audience. Exactly. So there you go. All right, let's jump on to main topics this week. Two Star Wars topics. Two. Can you believe it? Two. Two. Uh, you want? Do you want to go happy first or sad first? Which one's happy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, one one feels a little different than the other. Yeah. Uh, let's start. Let's let's go with Tales of the Jedi. Okay. Good call. So. You watched them, I take it. Oh, I watched them all, yes. Okay. So it's like 90 minutes total if you watch them all. It's like watching a movie that's busted yep. into three parts each. Two, two, two three-act plays together cut cut in different ways. Um, so for me, the first second it started, I'm like, this just feels incredibly Star Wars. I mean, it just, I, it just something about Filoni finds a way to make it feel more like George Lucas-style Star Wars than anything that's done. Now we can say that the well's been a little too too much of the well, you know, between uh, Ahsoka story and uh, the Dooku stuff. Um, but I found this to be a, a really good show that has a lot of onion peels. You know, as they say, you could peel away a lot of stuff from these. And I've only watched them once, but there's a lot of like you know mirrored images and choices that they both make that end up both in different spots based on the choices they make, right? And that's really what Lucas has always done. You can choose this or you can choose that. You can choose the light or you can choose the dark. These things lead to the dark. These things lead to the light. And everybody in the show, and nobody's necessarily right or wrong at the instance uh, of each of their arc, Ahsoka, but they both end up in different, very different places. Um, that's my initial say it as and then i'll let you go and then when then we can dive into some of these episodes well i have to say so the first episode life and death mm -hmm. i was like eh. and then it was fine I, it's ahsoka she's a baby it, it you know if you're really into ahsoka i can see how you'd really like that episode but i'm like right is this what the series is going to be i have to admit for me the Dooku episodes were it. I wanted more of those. Well, those are interesting, but here's what I liked about the first one, right? The tribal nature of it, the, this this seemed like a symbiotic relationship between nature and a very, uh, I would say, native, almost Native American-like yeah. in a way, right? Hunting ritual, don't take more than you need. Um. Right, she basically kind of did a prayer over the carcass. Right, yeah. hunting. Yes, yeah. But what was interesting to me is that the, I guess the the older shaman woman, whatever you want to call her, the the tribal leader, the old woman, with the kittens or dogs or whatever they were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She said something interesting because she just said Ahsoka is Jedi. Right. Mm -hmm. She didn't say like Ahsoka will be a Jedi if she goes through the training and goes through the courses and does and becomes a Jedi. 
She is Jedi. Almost like religion. You're already that. Yeah. Away from the dogma, right? And it's almost like even now she is Jedi. She 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 went away from the council because it was in a weird spot. She's almost like Qui-Gon in a way, which is what's interesting about the Dooku stuff and the parent in and the 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 duplicity of it. So I just liked that part. I was like, oh, that's a statement. That's not an accident. You know, it's not an accident. It's like there's no, she didn't say she will be a Jedi. She has abilities and she could be a Jedi if she does the training. She says Ahsoka is Jedi. Right. It's small. It's subtle, but it's a statement. It is. That was the that was the key of that episode. Yeah, I just didn't care. Yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. Which, to be fair, though, so I say that after I watched the first one, I was like, is this what the series is going to be? Because I'm really not interested then. I mean, I like Ahsoka, but I don't know. You know, I get it. It's a baby Ahsoka, and she used her force powers to tame the the lion creature or the tiger creature or whatever. It was fine, and if you're really into Ahsoka, I could see why you'd like that episode. But for me, I was like, eh. But then the next episode was with Dooku and Qui-Gon, which Liam Neeson came back to do the voice of Qui-Gon on a cartoon. How fucking sweet is that? Yeah. And the drawing was good, too, right? You knew yes. exactly who it was. <laughs> yeah, so it was Qui-Gon. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I did like I, – I don't disagree with you in the fact that you're right. It is interesting to see how both Ahsoka and Dooku became disillusioned with the Jedi. And with the whole, they had very steadfast rules, which the Jedi at this point, right before, you know, the, the, well, basically the empire coming into being was they were too strict with their rules and the dogma, right? Yes. It's so much dogma. And another thing in the Dooku episodes, I was like, Mace Windu is a dick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's always a dick. He's always a dick. It's like, which Mace Windu is kind of like the face of the Jedi Council. He's the quarterback. He's like the star quarterback guy in high school that doesn't, you know, they just follow him. He's great. He does nothing wrong. Right. He's a dick. Yeah. And so it made me think, yeah, the council are a bunch of dicks. Even and, Yaddle, when we saw Yaddle, she's like, I don't necessarily agree with what the council says, but you know what? We got to right. do what they say. Right, it's the dogma, and the, but what's interesting is that's the dichotomy of these. Is like he, Dooku wasn't necessarily wrong in that first episode of Dooku. No, he wasn't method, wrong at all. His methods were odd, but it took Qui Gon to like center it. Yes, you know to to solve that particular that particular problem. Uh, that you know, and and was interesting is when they first walk in and they put the lights, he pulls the light, you know, Duke puts the lightsaber on the table. It's basically a don't fuck with me. It was, it was already, he was already aggressive. Like he's already aggressive. Right. This is who I am. And it's full of pride. Yeah. He's so, not your typical Jedi at all. No. I mean, he comes from a rich family. He's, he's, he's just interesting. He's a different dude. I will say, I loved how they weave the Dooku into the pieces that we were missing from, that answered some questions from, you know, the trilogy. Like, I, maybe I'm a bad Star Wars fan, but I didn't know he's the one who took the data out of Camino. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. It's pretty cool. I didn't know he's the one who killed Sifo-Dyas. Right. And, right. I mean, so there's some, and, and you know, you're talking to uh, 
Darth Sidious, you know. Um, and also, obviously, killed Yaddle. Yep. Because I made no reference. We see Rattle and Yaddle in the first uh, in episode one. We don't see her again. No, we don't. We, we know what happens in between, right? Um, which was the uh, the Sith Lord. Um, but part of me thought, like, so Yaddle's dead. Wouldn't there have been a bigger deal that a Jedi just disappeared and, like, either died or disappeared? Yeah. Exactly. I do like, though, like, um, that Dooku was seriously upset when, when Qui-Gon died. And it was, like, the last straw. Like, Yeah, that's what broke him. Yeah. It broke him against everyone. And it turned – it's almost like – and Dave Filoni said this, uh, which was, it's not me. I did not come up with this. Uh, how quintessential is that? I don't know if that's the right word. How, how important Qui-Gon was to the story of all this? Because he was the best of them. And why they call it Duel of the Fates in, in The Phantom Menace is if, if, if Qui-Gon beats Darth Maul and lives, Anakin will never turn the dark side he's going to have a mentor that's going to be there and teach him how to handle right both sides both sides of the force right because he's a different kind of jedi it's not just going to pick on you because you're wrong about something but he didn't he died and look what it did it took it took qui-gon out of the story which was the the real mentor and it, uh so so darth maul did he served his purpose for the emperor which is just get rid of this guy because he's the tough, he's the, he's the one that can hold the balance the best, and he got rid of him. And it, you know, took Dooku. I mean, it, it gave Darth Sidious two apprentices, Dooku, and then Anakin by taking Qui Gon out. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because, like we saw, Dooku was already a little bit at odds with the Council and with the way Jedi did things as it was. And so was Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon was too. That's that's true. But Qui-Gon, like you said, Qui-Gon was less interested in necessarily what the Jedi Council wanted, but more interested in what he saw as a pure... Of the Force, right. Pure version of the Force. And, you know, he had, what do they call it, the the ultimate universal ethics, right? Qui-Gon is Jedi. Yes, exactly. That's the thing I'm making. That that that's yeah. that's well, that's what I mean. That's not by accident, right? I think that's the way right. Filoni portrayed Qui Gon in this too. He is Jedi, just like Ahsoka is. This is it. This is is. So when Qui Gon dies, and you see Dooku basically go all in on being a Sith, and which is funny because Qui Gon's like, I've been warning the Council about the Sith for years as well. But they're coming back. There is a dark side. And when he... It's kind of interesting to see him so easily fold into that. He was, you know, trying to warn the council, but I guess he realizes once Qui-Gon's gone, who is... Yes, he was his apprentice, but he saw, you know, something... He, Qui-Gon was the best of them, if you will, right? Like right. he said. And if he can be killed, then... What 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 good are the rest of us? And then he just right. succumbs. Right. I don't know. Right. I just I really really thought the Dooku episodes 
were really enthralling and I, I wanted to see more. That said, I didn't dislike the um, Ahsoka episodes. The first one, eh. But I have to admit, the last episode with Ahsoka Resolve. It was great. Oh, my God, it was great. Very, I mean, very uh, uh, Kurosawa-like and everything, too, right? Yes. Well, apparently, I own it, but I haven't read it. Have you read it, the uh, Ahsoka novel? I have not. But it does take some stuff from there. There's, there's people that are upset that there's some changes that Filoni made. but. Um, well, in that, okay, I'm glad you said that because that's something I've said all along. It's canon until it's not. Yeah, the you books know, are listen, all supposed to be canon, and the comics are all supposed to be canon. But if someone comes in and decides I'm changing the story, then that's not so much canon anymore, is it? Yeah, you know, listen to another podcast. One might like I've said on here before. I said I don't want to take I don't want to take credit for this idea uh, on Rebel Force Radio. One of the guys had an interesting point of view on this. He said, "Well, people take the Bible as canon, but there's the Book of John, Matthew." Mark and was it John Luke um, the Gospels according to John according to Luke according to Matthew and who's the fourth one David <laughs> I, I don't know so really I'm, really, I'm not Bible guys but he's looking at like well these are just books of somebody telling the story it could be slightly different by depending on who's telling but the story legends no, 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 no. What I'm saying, what they're saying is even if it changes from what is cons- what is told as canon in one book and then it slightly shifts in a, in a video story and then it might sh- slightly shift in the actual live action. But there, are, but but the basics are there, right? The basic things still happened. If that makes him feel better at night. Well, he's not a Star Wars person. He's saying, okay, well, if you're a religious person, what would you say? Like, yeah, all, these books are, all these books are slightly different, but they still believe saying, If he says that to make himself feel better, that's fine. But it's all canon until it's not. That's why, that's why I don't like the books. That's why I don't like the comics. Because the, the, the cartoons are going to usurp those and they're going to take priority. And live action is going to take priority over that. So, Well, I mean, the same thing happened. Slightly different. It's not like they said, like, oh, she was off world in a city and then all this stuff happened. It's she was on a farm in the book. She right. took on an, she took on an inquisitor and beat them in a slightly different way, but the same story's there. Still the same story. They didn't change it, change it. It was not like they go in and say, you know what, Luke's not his son anymore. Okay, that'd be a huge change though. Right. So this isn't a huge change, is what I'm saying. So whatever, you know. I mean, this happens in all that stuff. If you held everybody to every book and everything that's written in comics, you would never be able to do anything. You know, it's kind of strange to, to hold up. That's, like the story beats are there. Oh, it's fine. It's not totally different. It's not like, you know, uh, a Star Trek thing. They would go like, well, you know what? It's not Kirk. We're going to make it. We're going to name him, you know, something else. Kurt, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I will say this. That Inquisitor was badass. Yeah. And the way she beat him was pretty badass, too. Oh, okay. First of all, let's, we'll get to that. But Clancy, as soon as I heard his voice, I'm like, that's fucking Clancy Brown. Oh, fucking I don't know. love Clancy Brown. Okay. Is it, what is he? Clancy Brown? Yeah. Is he a voice actor, you mean? No, he's also an actor. Uh, you might know him best as the Kagan. Oh, okay. From Highlander? Yeah. yeah. Whenever he shows up, he's great. He's shown oh, okay. up in all kinds of stuff. And I love Clancy Brown. 
He's one of my favorite. His voice is so good. Oh, that guy. He's also, he was in uh, The Mandalorian. He played the devil dude. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that was his voice. Yeah. As soon as I I heard it, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. But yeah, as badass as he was in evil, I'm like, this guy is so cool. God, the way Ahsoka, it was almost like an Indiana Jones moment. Right. You know, when Indy pulls out the gun and just, he comes at her. She doesn't even have a lightsaber. She just waits. And at the right second, reaches and takes the lightsaber from him and fucks him up. Yeah. And that's the part where people are upset. It's different than the book. But um, it was more badass. It was more badass. Right. Well, it's it's more badass. That scene was yeah. badass. Right. And, and it was, was yeah. Cool. What I what what was nice playoff though was of the episode prior where she where Anakin just like put her through hell to beat yeah. humans. You know, good. You know, it's funny because you know that that episode before is really a take off what Han Solo said. You know, good against remotes and droids is one thing. Good against the living, exactly. <laughs> you know, and he taught her how to be good against the living, and uh, it, it saved her life. And by the time you get to uh, Order sixty six. Yes. Ironically. Uh, so I, I liked those two episodes. I liked how they did it Bert, both and what she went through and, and as a. Oh, yeah. And, and having them go back to back was smart because narratively it just works better that way because you see her training and then you see the fact that all that training, like you said, saves your life in the end. Right. With Rex. Interesting enough. But overall, so like. This whole feeling, I mean, we've been watching Andor now for, what, seven weeks? What is it? Nine weeks. Yeah. Sorry, nine weeks. Nine weeks. Well, no, because the first three after three were one night. Oh, that's right. Uh, so, anyways, seven, six, seven weeks. And then you get this show. It's very different. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know it's a cartoon and all that, but still, though, it just had that felony just felt a little more Star Wars. Yes, we had Jedi and things like that that aren't in and they're in creatures and whatnot. But um, I think it's good to have the difference. I'm not ripping an Andor yet or anything like that. It's just um, it was it was a nice amuse bouche back to uh, the Star Wars feeling. Yes, that's all. I'm glad that it was short. I would have liked yeah. to see maybe a little bit more. Like I would like to see more if they wanted to go do more of Dooku. Like do more of these. Not against that. I wouldn't even mind something in between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens with a young Kylo Ren. Right. Could, well, could be cool. You know, that's the thing. The name of it, Tales of the Jedi. I, I know we found out early on it was basically just going to be Dooku and Ahsoka, but there's so many stories you could tell about all the other Jedi. Which they could do, do still. Season like, two. Yeah. Right, exactly. They can continue this on season two, three, four, whatever. Just keep doing these little vignettes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could go see, to a uh, high Republic area. They, they go to any era. They can start teasing. Uh, what is it? What's the video game? The Knights of the Old Republic. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they could pick all kind of different stuff and go. I kind of like to see Kit Fisto. Isn't he the one that swims? Yeah. Who got like oh. wimpily jacked by the emperor in like two seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which shouldn't have happened. That pissed me off. I was like, that was a little yeah. too easy. Yeah. It's only because the editing was so slow. If they did it really quick, you're like, holy crap, the Emperor's great. Oh, I will say this. We've forgotten news. It's jumped in my head. They did announce the Acolyte cast this week. That's right. I forgot to mention that. And uh, 
The chick from the Matrix is in there. What's her name for the Matrix? Carrie Moss. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah I wonder if she's going to be a, a Mon Mothma type or a Dark Jedi Sith leader. That'd be interesting. Oh, I think she'd be so awesome as a Sith type. Right? You, I want to see the Red Saber. I'm, that show is going to be cool, I think. It's going to be totally different. I'm looking forward to that a lot. I hope so. Uh, anyways, that's a jump on news. So your overall, I mean, when you, I, I like Tales of the Jedi. Um, I'm glad they didn't wait every week to put one episode out. It was smart. Just here, here you go. Just enjoy. Just. Well, I liked it. It was too because each episode was about 15 ish minutes. Yeah. So it was just saying I could pop one on. Like, I got through I think four or five of them uh, prior to last Thursday before I thought we were going to record, and then when we had to shift things, I was like. Oh, because uh, I was like, oh, I need to watch one more, I, I, but I only need 15 minutes. So right. I actually finished him up uh, yesterday. It's but great for lunch breaks. That's exactly what I did. I was like, I'm on lunch. I was eating lunch and watching it. I was like, this is entertaining. I like this. Yeah, 15 minutes. You don't have to, you, you get a complete story or uh, 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 edge of a story. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I would like to see more. I'm down. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, why don't we jump into the darkness now? (laughs) (laughs) Into the happy world of Andor. Uh, Episode nine, nobody's listening. Uh, I don't even know how to begin. This was a dark episode. It was dark, but also, okay, so we've known that they're doing these in three episode arcs, so Third episode, there was a bit of a climax. There was the whole, you know, you know, the uh, security teams looking at looking for Andor. And there's carnage and fighting and blah blah blah. Then you know, four, five, six, we find out that you know the Empire takes takes over Ferrix, but then it leads into the heist, and that was a huge episode. That episode six. So then I was like, all right, what's the big thing in seven, eight, nine? But seven, eight, nine are kind of more like, it's not done. Like, it's definitely leading into 8, 9, 10, or not 8, 9, 10, uh, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, I think number seven was like a, a midpoint where it, it's not necessarily, it's it was like a midpoint, right? Yeah. Okay, he got out of this one. Now he, he's out of the, uh, to take a, a line from uh, Lord of the Rings, out of the frying pan and into the fire, <laughs> right? Yep. So he, that's a, an, a, an anomaly episode. So actually episode 10 will be the three episode arc of this and 11 and 12 will be their own thing. Both, uh, uh, written by Tony Gilroy. Gotcha. Um, because yeah, this one, I, because of the arcs, what they've been doing, I was expecting nine to be the prison break. Right. But it's not, it's right. It's like penultimate to that because, well, we find out in episode nine. Nobody's getting out. Yeah. There is no out. It's all a lie. Yeah. Or or they've changed the rules or whatever. Right. They just move you to a different section. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, look, I I like this episode and I like the show. I do. I I can't wait for the next episode of this, but I will say that it is a very frustrating show in that we're normally... We're at a time in TV and storytelling where things happen very quickly. It's like I feel I could have gotten out of jail by now, right? That's not what they're trying to do here, and I have to always reset my thinking. It's really about the the iron grip of of 
of the empire and what is going down, right? Like, and they just really want you to feel that uneasiness and that tension and they're doing a great job, right? It's just, you just want it to move and you get like very frustrated, like, okay, well, you know, you're like, okay, there's like in your head, you're like, well, it's probably 45 and 50 minutes. We're getting close to the end. What's going to happen? And it stops, right? You're just like, God damn it. So you just want to go, but it's really about the revelation of people. Uh, And this episode, you know, working with, um, I'm so bad with names. Uh, yeah, the old guy who basically had a stroke, but it's who's the leader? The, you know, the, the uh, Gollum, what's his name? Kino. Yes. And he, you, you, you know, you understand a lot. This was, this was his episode. Yeah. Right. Because when he, when, when Andor first gets to uh, prison, Kino is like, you think he's part of the guard system, right? And yep. he's kind of, he's kind of a dick. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. But but what you really come to realize from this episode is he's actually protecting those people. He's like well, get in line quick so you don't get beat up. This and that, like because like he was really pushing for Olaf to get out because it was his hope, right? You only got 41 days, you know, and now he's got a stroke, and then the doctor comes in and kills him. You know, takes it. Can't do anything, and uh, you know, he he just realizes his hope is gone. His hundred and twenty-one days left, or whatever he has, is like that doesn't mean shit anymore. Right. Nobody gets out, and then it's like something flips in him when he realizes nobody leaves. Yeah. He's he's like Andor's first question is how many guards? Yeah. Never more yeah. than what, more than twelve. Yeah. But he's been asking him the whole show. Yeah, but now he's in. He's like, "Fuck right. this! I am yeah. out." And that was the whole purpose of that show was the turn of Kino, right? Andor needed something. Now, it shows you that Andor is a hell of a leader, just trying, even though he's trying to save his own skin uh, and, and getting people over there. But uh, it was a tough episode to, to realize how bad the Empire – I mean, it's not just the Emperor. Like, fucking all those people are devastatingly fascist. Uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy that, well, you know – go ahead. Well, I think what else is this – so – we all knew going into this, the show was going to show, this show was going to show, that this show was going to illustrate how the rebellion came to be, right? How right. it really kind of coalesced. But also, what this is demonstrating to us, and why it's so dark, is instead of the Empire, I mean, let's face it, in the original trilogy, the Empire's bad. They don't really say why they're bad. I mean, yes, right. they're dressed kind of like Nazis and they look like fascists and blah, blah, blah. But they're just, they're the bad guys. They're the Empire. We're against them. And that's fine because, again, the original Star Wars were based on like the Buck Rogers serials that Lucas grew up loving and all that. So you just, they're the bad guys. You need to know they're the bad guys and that's it. But they showed some pretty bad shit. They showed a fried aunt and uncle. They, they right. didn't do shit. Like they were just burned. Fuck it. You're done. I know, but, you know. But it's not okay. What I'm trying to say is, yes, we knew they were bad, and yes, they there's up. not a. But but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that there's not a lot of like jar jarish stuff in episode four and five. No, no, I'm not saying there should be. What I'm trying to say is, what this show is really demonstrating well is why the rebellion came to be because how fucking evil the empire yeah. is. How 
they don't give a fuck about anyone except their own power and retaining that power. So it's it's really shining a light on the Empire to re- make you realize how nefarious they are, how fascist they are. And it's that's why we're seeing the Rebellion form because it's how far do you go before people break and say no more? And that's what we saw with Keto. That's what we're going to see with Andor. That's what we're seeing, you know, with the people on Ferrix. You know, this is the this is the birth of the rebellion because people reach a breaking point because the empire is just so fucking evil. Right. And it's not like I said, it's not just telling us they're evil. This show this is showing us why how they're evil. Like with you know, the prisoner that was supposed to be let go and they just transferred him to another level and they accidentally went transfer him back to the same level or something like that. So people are like, what? Right. And then a riot broke out. Yeah. And then they just killed them all. Yeah. So just kill the them whole, all. The whole floor. Yeah. Kill them. Yeah. And, and if they, yeah. And if they're building anything for the Death Star, they're going to end up killing them all anyways because that information can't get out that it's being exactly. built. They don't know. They don't know yeah, what are they building? We don't know. I don't know, but I'm assuming it's to the Death Star because they've got to get a lot of shit done. I'm assuming it's pieces. Hey, nothing builds an empire like slave labor. No, exactly. I mean, look at Egypt. Well, look at the U.S. <laughs> yeah, look at and look at everywhere. Um, right. So, yeah. Now, another weird thing is uh, I call him cereal because he eats cereal, but it's cereal. Uh, cereal <laughs> carn. That dude's creeper. Like even Deidre's like, uh, why are you following? Are you following? Are you stalking me? Like he's just like that dude. I don't know what he's good. I have no idea where that guy's going. Yeah, I was convinced up until this this episode that he was definitely become part of the empire. He was become some kind of like, you know, I don't know, some kind of officer in the empire. But after he comes across and stalks her ass, and. Basically, she says, you come anywhere near me again, I'm throwing your ass in jail. I'm like, all right, he might be too creeper to be the Empire. So I don't know where his story's going. It's the only one I'm flummoxed on. I have no idea what this guy's going to be. I'm still convinced he's looking for and wants to get Andor, and he's going to factor in that somehow. I mean, obviously, Andor's not going to get captured. He already is captured. But he really has a mad on for Andor. And I see why he does from his distorted reality. But yeah, I don't know where this is going to lead him. I assumed he'd be end up being some uh, imperial officer, but nope, I don't see that in the cards anymore. I don't know where they're going with him, but he's very passionate about the Empire. Yeah, it's strange. And I've been thinking too about like, okay, a lot of the people in the ISB, the Empire, understand who the name Cassian Andor. We know that by the time we get to Rogue One and uh, people are just calling him Cassian Andor, right? They call him Cassian. Uh, yeah. Even the even even K two S O just says his name. So between now and then, you got to think like the, the, either the data on Cassian is destroyed, so they can't. You know what I mean? And and all his facial stuff that he's been in these prisons has got to be destroyed because you can't just walk around in all these various areas as a spy and use that name anywhere. Or, or his face even. Because they're, they're onto him now. He's not even in the rebellion yet. Right. 
You know, yeah, how, can of... walk, how can you walk in a base like we saw in Rogue One? Now people go, hey. Yeah, exactly. So something's got to happen between now and then. It could happen in season two where, I mean, shit's going to have to get wiped out. Isn't that the guy that was all over one of the posters just five years ago? He looks familiar. Exactly. So something's got to happen. Maybe Serial has a, maybe he switches sides again. I I don't know. Something's going to happen with him. I don't know what it is. I don't see him switching sides of anything I see. I mean, God, I can see him murdering his mother and going to jail for that. (laughs) I don't know. There's some weird, you know. Dahmer vibes of this dude that <laughs> I almost said Dahmer, but I was like, nah, but yes, there's some weird vibes. I mean, he really likes his cereal and blue milk though. He does. And then we've got the third storyline, right? We've got the, we got the Mon Mothma and Val find out that it's her cousin. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well that makes sense now, but, oh, and I, I do love that they tease Val about, you know, oh, you're going to have to marry a widow now because she's what? 30 something. Yeah. She's never been married. And she's not into she's not into men, bro. We just learned that. Well, that's the thing too. Obviously, Mothma's husband is so oblivious to that he hasn't even realized she's not into men. But what if? Okay, this isn't going to happen. But what if, like, Mon Mothma's husband's actually playing that part too, and he's another part of the rebel that she just doesn't know, and he doesn't want her to find out, and they're both playing to this rebel thing, and they don't know it. Oh, I don't think that at all. I, I don't either. But, I, but there's something interesting with the daughter. Like, there's some weird stuff going to happen. Something bad is going to happen. I, if I was a betting man, I'd say her daughter is the one that figures it out and goes to turn her in and moth my head. That's when she has to jet. Well, that's not what happens in canon. Oh, you know? See, I don't know. Well, in canon, so they've already teased it. She's talking about um, the emperors, not the Bothans, but. Because uh, it's in Rebels. Okay. Um, and anyways, she she oversteps her bounds, and then they kind of try to go after her, and then like she's she escapes and goes on and on. But um, it's a different storyline. But uh, it, it's it's it is basically canon. Now the daughter and the husband isn't canon yet. Well, it's now, but that's that was right. never talked about. So we you know we learned about that here on this show. Um. So yeah, I mean that's an interesting storyline, and you, you like I said, you know, Val and and all that. Uh, I'm, I miss Luthen. Not a lot of Luthen. Uh, yeah, and I still miss that the idea of you know, like I said, I'm gonna you know, droids and aliens and something to kind of bring me a little bit more grounded into it. But again, the show, it's it's just it's all built on character and tension, and not necessarily pew pew and lightsabers. Obviously, there's none of that. Uh, in they this. should almost call this show Star Wars Ozark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars Game of Swords Sabers. Right. Um, it's dark, but I like it, and it's nothing happens quick. It is a slow grind. I'm, I'm really wondering how climactic the final episode will be because we already know we're going to get a second season. To me, I think the climactic end of the season is you see of three or four factions meeting somewhere. Saw Guerrera and the other ones they talked about, like maybe there's one spot, maybe it's Yavin, you know, and they start right. there, you know, and that kind of builds that up so they can build the rebel base together oh, as, be cool. you know, some kind of something like that. Um, or Don Tween, where the original rebel base was. Uh, the, the first planet that gets blown up by the Death Star. Uh, no, Tatooine was too far to too far to. Oh, that's attack. right. 
Yeah, that's right. It was too far to make. Uh, we'll, we'll test it on Alderaan. No, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. My bad. Holy yeah. cow. Yes. So maybe it'll be down to Ween. That would be kind of a nice callback if everybody knows that. Uh, they'll do the first base. That would be my guess is that, that the first meeting of like minds. Like, what are we going to do? Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I do know that like I love the episode, but I don't want all my Star Wars like this. No, no. But I'm I'm glad it's out there and I'm glad it's different. I think people uh, that are frustrated, I, I totally get it. Um, I'm not sure how it's doing streaming wise. I think it's doing well. I'm glad they're already starting season two uh, and it's going to be just two seasons and they've got a plan and it's ready to go so they don't just cancel it because it's not perfectly streaming like something else is or whatever. Um, they gave Gilroy's vision. He's going to finish it and I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, I really like Diego Luna and I'm, I'm glad he's, you know, I like his character. I'm looking forward to like the turn into the, into the rebel that he's going to be. There's a lot that's going to happen. Um, I would like maybe just a hint of the forest or Kyra. You know what I mean? They had the Kyra crystal and all that, but um, I love, there's no force at all. I want it more like uh, uh, the rogue one feel. Rogue One had a Star Wars feel to it as well. Still, it had a few things in there that, that that brought it to what it, it did. And she did have a Kyber crystal necklace, which it was very subtle. But when they're waiting outside the gate to get to uh, what is it? A uh, scare? What's the name of the planet? Scare? No, Scarif. Scarif. Thank you. When they're trying to get through the gate, and she, she touches her necklace and rubs it, yeah, Kyber crystal, and then they let her through the gate, yeah. I was like, is that supposed to be a subtle hint that she might have some force hope. sensitivity? Hope. Yeah. No, just hope. The, and the force provides, so to speak, uh, of what's needed. Um, so, yeah. We got three episodes left. And that takes us to December. Uh, I'm good with it. Like I said, this is not the Star Wars that I necessarily expected. But I do love that it's a more adult Star Wars. Yeah. I do like it's taking us to a place that maybe we didn't even realize we wanted to go. But it's it's taking us on a different journey and it's it's refreshing in that it's Star Wars we haven't seen before and I'm liking that aspect. Yeah. Me too. I'm excited. Um I think we've covered everything in that episode. I think so too. So I don't. Well, I, I'm I'm gonna bet that the escape happens next. Uh, yeah, that's happening. Otherwise, it's super slow. <laughs> yeah, the escape has to happen next, and then it's gonna be. I think then episodes eleven or twelve are basically, and or I think, realizing, maybe, maybe there's something to this rebellion. Well, they gotta that's get right. to that. They gotta get to that manifesto so again, again somehow. Like, why do they give it to him? Oh, it's gonna have an effect on him. There's no question. He has to have it hidden somewhere because obviously it can't be in prison. They don't let you bring something in to read. Right. You get a tube of food. <laughs> um, right. Sometimes with the flavor. If you win. Yes. Uh, but I mean, him screaming, "Nobody's listening!" It was amazing. That was a. That was a. That was pretty heavy. Yes. Um. You know, they don't care about, you know, nobody, it's, it was, it's, it's really, really good. Really, really character is just very, very tense. So, 
All right. Uh, I think that's uh, we'll do it for this week, right? We haven't missed anything for Andor. Uh, why don't you let everyone know how they can tell us about what they think of Tales of the Jedi uh, Andor, or any of the topics that we talked about today. Uh, how can they reach out to us? Well, you can find us on both Twitter and Instagram at KyberCast. Or if Facebook is more your style, we have both a group and a page at the KyberCast. And if you would like to help out the show, the best way to do that is to smash that subscribe button. Tell your friends about the podcast. Like I said earlier, that RSS feed, just let them know that they can find us at pretty much any podcatcher that is out in the market for now until the the Empire closes us down. Um, or go right to our website at kybercast.com and you can stream every episode there through your SoundCloud app and or right from your website on your phone or any browser that you're in. Uh, so that would really help us out. You can also go to patreon.com slash kybercast if you'd like to help us out there too. But uh, main thing is, is just tell a friend about our show, get people listening. It's been a great year so far um, in our listenership. So we thank you tremendously. We've got another well, a month and a half left in this year. And, and then uh, who knows what will happen next year. We would like to get out to some more shows, I think, next year. Maybe Detroit Comic Con or something. Uh, meet the people. Right, Michael? Meet the people. That's right. Press for flesh. That'd be awesome. Well, I don't know about that. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> until Michael can press what he wants, but next week I'm going to... Yeah, press <laughs> flesh just means shake hands. I, okay, great. Uh, I don't know if we can say that stuff on podcast. No. <laughs> Michael Diaz at Michael Diaz at Twitter. Well, press the flesh just means to go out and meet people and shake hands. That's all it means. It's not. Oh. Don't. Anyway, wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Anyways, uh, so anyways, we'll, we will pick up again with Andor episode ten tomorrow. Actually, I'll be watching it, and uh, anything else that comes up between now and then. So, for Michael and I, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.